for a long time I've been thinking about getting a, you know, a iPad or something along that line where I can write because I like to write. <laughs> I realized that, you know, when I write in paper, I can't copy and paste. It takes too long. <laughs> so please excuse me if this morning I'm reading from this side and this side and this side because <laughs> I was a bit late. I, yeah, but praise the Lord for His grace upon our lives. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so let's, let's pray, uh, commit this and ask for God's covering for all of us as well as the Lord minister to us. Father, we, we ask, Lord, even in your presence, that you hide us under your wings, Lord, as your word says. Lord, as we come to you, hide us under your wings. We seek, Lord, that you keep us safe even as you minister to us and all our children. Keep us safe as you minister to us, Lord, this morning. Thank you, Father. We commit it into your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I titled today's sermon as, I'm going to praise His name. Amen. So by the end of this sermon, we are going to praise His name. Because the Lord says this is the day of our deliverance. And today specifically, uh, he, touch, he wants us to touch upon the traumas in our life. The traumas in our life. Right? So, he wants to minister to us. It's not me. <laughs> I'm just a vessel, you know, a mouthpiece for the Lord. And, yeah. So, he wants to do... <laughs> Sorry, I was going to... Yeah. So, he wants us to receive healing in different traumas that we have experienced throughout our lives. Maybe today he will bring us to one trauma, two traumas, three, I do not know. But let the Holy Spirit minister to us. He'll minister to us this morning. So traumas that we experience, sometimes it's caused by others, right? Uh, sometimes people bang into us, you know, or uh, suddenly we get a huge scolding from our teacher out of the blue, you know. Uh, we didn't even do anything wrong. We don't even know what we have done wrong, things like that. So sometimes traumas are things that have happened, things that we are connected, you know, um, and that things, uh, events that are happening, sometimes it's not just in our family, but in our nation, right? In our nation. So I remember when we were in primary school and then the government declares Daurat, isn't it? Uh, because there were political um, upheaval and things like that. It's not safe. So everybody have to quickly go home. And we are young. We don't understand. And it was quite scary time as well. So these kind of things, it may cause trauma because it's like we are uncertain of what is going to happen next. We are uncertain whether we'll be safe or not. We are uncertain what will happen to our loved ones. We are uncertain maybe about our career. And during the COVID time, so many things happen. So many traumas that we receive, in a sense. So many traumatic events, uh, traumatic things that happen to us during the, the event of, you know, of COVID. It's like suddenly shut down. What? Shut down? You, you, you find hard to process all this because it has never happened. It has never happened. So you're not sure what to tell yourself, to tell your mind, to tell your emotions and things like that because it's, everything is so sudden. And everyone is affected, not just you. Right? And, and everyone is affected by it as well. And sometimes, 
you know, as leaders, as parents and things like that, we need to like, okay, okay, I need to do some, I need to be strong, you know, because my family is scared or my people, the people are scared or the employees are unsure. So you try your very best as leaders, as parents to be as strong as possible throughout that time and things like that. But maybe we don't realise that we are very much impacted by it as well during that time because we're trying to find answers to many problems that we face during that situation. And so, you know, things that maybe we ourselves have done, our own wrongdoing, that has caused trauma in our lives, and we feel it, and we need to bring that to the Lord. Okay? So this morning, this is what I, I feel that the Lord wants to do in our hearts, is that let's come to Him. Uh, let's ask Him to heal us. Because trauma can bring our person, you know, it can shake us deep inside that we become separated in a sense, that we feel that we are not our true self or we're not fully ourselves. We feel like a bit here, a bit there, a bit, a bit messy on the inside and we do not know what to make of it. And sometimes we keep ourselves busy, we keep ourselves doing other things so that we are not thinking about what is happening on the inside. And sometimes, I don't know about you, and when emotions, you know, uh, get very overwhelming, you know, get very overwhelming, we try to <laughs> run away. And for me, there was a time I am so afraid of my emotions because I get so overwhelmed that I become fearful of myself. Fearful uh, that... I'll get stirred up emotionally or fearful to face all these emotions in me. So I'm just describing bits and pieces, but I'm sure maybe in your life, you can see that. Yeah, you can see that. Sometimes we run away. Uh, that's what I like to do. I will run away because I don't want to feel it. I don't want to feel the emotions that come with the circumstances or come with when I have to face it. I would prefer to run away so that I can find peace uh, in my heart. Okay? Some of us, maybe we will fight. Okay? All right, rest time, I used to fight. Okay? But fight the wrong person. Okay, I say, God, you change me. Okay? That I don't fight the wrong person. I fight the right person. Yeah, but yeah, you have to fight the right person. I like to fight. I like to fight. Sorry, Lord. <laughs> the spiritual warfare fight. Okay, okay I like to. Uh, okay, oh God. <clears throat> I need some. <laughs> okay, hey, but I was fighting the wrong person and I was not knowing how to find help from the Lord and seeking Him with all my heart. But the Lord is here to heal us. Okay? All of us, we experience certain amount of trauma in our hearts. Okay? And certain amount of traumas that we um, experience, it causes us okay, to be broken on the inside. But the good news is that God can heal a broken heart. In the Bible, broken, you know, a broken hearted means broken. This means you are separated into pieces. What is inside is shattered into different pieces. Okay, into different places. And you, maybe, I don't know about you, sometimes I also wonder, Lord, will I ever experience wholeness? <laughs> you know, like, like that. But God say yes, because He is shalom. He is 
wholeness. He is whole. And today, let us invite the Lord to bring our pieces, you know, together. Join us and bring wholeness to us. Okay. Now, the spirit of trauma, when we experience something traumatic, yeah, the spirit of trauma may want to, want to come in and cause more damage in our lives. Okay? Yeah, I want to cause more damage. When the spirit of trauma comes in, there's, when we experience a trauma, like an accident, the door is open and there are many things going on. And sometimes we don't have time to process or to reject. When we suddenly feel fearful of death, or when we suddenly feel fearful you know, of, of injury of our body, maybe our body cannot move, or we cannot use any part of our body, uh, so injured, maybe there's fear about whether we will see our family again. So all these are coming in like a storm, you know. You want to stop it, but you, you're just like traumatized. You know when you're traumatized, is that you cannot, <laughs> you're stuck in that moment on the inside. And all these are coming in to attack us, to take advantage of the situation and just how do you say, cause, multiply the effect of the accident. But the Lord is here. The Lord is here. And not only that, there will be lies of the enemy. They want to attack us and say, oh, you cannot get out of this. You will be attacked again. You will get accident again. You better keep safe. Just stay at home. Don't go and mix around. Don't drive your car or somebody. Make sure who's the driver and things like that. So we be we become very self-protective. So, these are certain things that I'm sure some of us, we have experienced, isn't it? Yeah? We have experienced as well. You know, sometimes trauma, uh, news can be transferred as well, like example, through somebody that we love. Right? For, there's a testimony about uh, this uh, preacher's wife Oh, before I go there, yeah, I am supposed to say something in the intro. I forgot. Please forgive me, I'm not talking about anyone here or I'm not pointing at you. So if you feel like, uh, it's not okay, it's not at that. Secondly, what I'm talking today, I receive it from other preachers who are, pre you know, preach the message. So you'll hear it maybe somewhere as well. So this preacher, his wife, one day she received a news concerning somebody that she loved very much, her relative, has passed away. So she received that news on the phone. So it was a very traumatic um, news for her. And one day when she was cooking, okay, suddenly just the oil from the frying pan, you know, got onto her hand and she was burnt, about like second degree burn, it was quite serious. And it wasn't healing. And it wasn't healing. So the preacher was... so asking the Lord how. And the Lord revealed to him is to pray and remove the spirit of trauma. Because the traumatic news that she heard on the phone, because of that connection with that person, yeah, the soul tie, the connection with that person, she was taking it upon herself. And therefore, that trauma was stopping her from getting healed from that burnt and so when he ministered to the wife, okay, remove that spirit of trauma and all other things, and then the hand began to heal. 
The Lord created our body to heal by itself as well, but there are certain things that are hindering us. As we know and we learn, you know, like if we have unforgiveness, we have bitterness and things like that, all this will, it, it becomes poison in our body. Unless, you know, we repent of it and remove those poison, then our body can begin to heal. Okay, so the same thing today, the Lord is saying, I, I have hope for you. I have hope for all of us. And this is what happened to her, this uh, preacher's wife. So that's how she got healed. Yeah, she got healed because of that. So we also uh, be alert in a sense that, you know, uh, we're not saying that we reject and don't <laughs> connect with anyone. But if we see how trauma is affecting us, we know what to do. We have the Lord. Yeah. At this time, uh, some of you may have heard about Edith's testimony. On Christmas Eve, Edith shared a testimony. So I'd like to share her testimony here. I know she's not here, but I think it's okay because she shared it uh, during Christmas Eve. So one day, Nathaniel, uh, Edith's husband, messaged us in our worship team group. Uh, you can hear from the message, from the tone of the message, he is very, very uh, concerned about his wife, okay, because she was experiencing very bad uh, headache, dizziness, okay, and she was not looking well at, at all. And so she texted in our worship team group and she asked us to pray. Okay. And I remember at that time when he texted us, I, I have a sensing that, I need to, uh, I mean, I have a sensing that we need to pray together with her before she gets admitted. Because on that day, she needs to get admitted to the hospital for checkup. Because they're concerned it could be something serious that caused. So that caused them to be more scared, isn't it? Panic. And I, I remember that. So the sensing there to say that, okay, we, we need to pray before she is admitted. Yeah. And. Uh, this is a, um, I was thinking about this and say that, you know, on that day, it was my day off. And the flesh was saying, hey, it's your day off, but I don't need to pray, you know. <laughs> you can rest. <laughs> then I was like, oh, okay, okay. Then I had to, then, but the sense is, then I think, oh, Jesus healed on Sabbath, ma. Okay, can. <laughs> you know, sometimes your mind. <laughs> so, I don't know what to do. Okay, I don't know what is going to happen when we pray. But, we just sow a seed of faith on that sensing what God is calling us. Just sow a seed of faith. And you know, I learned this from a song. Just sow a seed of faith and God will send the rain. God will send the Holy Spirit to help us. And, and indeed, you know, we came together, Charlotte and I, then we just pray and the Lord revealed. Actually, it, on that day, she came in, she was really bad, you know, she looked really puchat and things like that, very pale. And she came in and she just sat there, she was feeling very, very uncomfortable um, because of the dizziness. And as we prayed, as she shared, and then she, she, she told us, ah, oh, she remembered, the Lord revealed to her. A doctor said something to her. Okay, sorry, my eyesight. And, okay. Okay, I made it bigger. Okay, it said the doctor said something to her. There was one time she went for a checking, and the doctor was using a machine, and the doctor said this: "Ah, huh? you have a ticking bomb." 
a ticking bomb at the back of your neck that could burst your blood vessel anytime. Wow. <laughs> so, so she's been living with this fear. He was, so she was shocked. She believed the diagnosis. She didn't go for a second opinion at that time. Okay. And so whenever she has a headache, she remembered this, what the doctor said. And she became stressed because she thought that something is ticking, you know, a bomb is ticking, it's going to blow up, she's going to uh, experience something bad, okay? And one thing is that she's, she said she may experience sudden death. Sudden death, okay, to that point. But as we pray, God delivered her. And she felt so good, she was asking me, hey, do I need to check in, admit to hospital, ah? I said, wow, I so don't know <laughs> on that day. Because, and then the nurse kept calling and said, oh, you better go and uh, admit because I think they just want to check. Okay, so check. Nothing was wrong with her. Praise the Lord. But during her stay in the hospital, the doctor revealed, uh, the doctor, uh, Dr. Jesus, God revealed another incident. So when she checked out from, you know, discharge from herself, quickly we gather again, you know, we gather again to, to pray. And she told us that actually the Lord revealed to her that about 20, 23 years ago, her brother, she has a few siblings, but there's this brother just before her, okay, uh, was killed in a car accident. Okay, was killed in a car, so sudden death. Remember, she said she was afraid of sudden death. So it was a sudden death. The brother was killed in a car accident. And she, she saw the brother. His right head was injured badly. She saw it. And, and so we prayed about it. And it, because of that traumatic experience, yeah, she was delivered from it. And not only that, because it was so traumatic, the father cried so much for three days. She's crying and crying and crying. And she has a, you know, she was thinking, oh, my father's crying, crying, crying. So I need to be strong. So she suppressed her emotion and tried to be strong. Okay? And because of that also, the way she looked at men is also affected. And therefore affected the way as she shared how she looked at her husband. So she always tried to be strong. And, and so the Lord Minister to her during that time. Yeah. And she felt, you know, she was uh, able to express her emotion. She was able to cry and release that sadness and to ask for forgiveness because it was so sudden she didn't have a chance to talk to the brother. And so we just asked the Lord yeah, to, to let the brother know how much you know, she misses him, how much, you know, asked the brother to forgive her for any trouble caused. Because uh, last time, you know, like siblings, sometimes you have fights with one another and things like that. So there was so much going on inside her. And the Lord knows exactly what she needs. And, and we thank God. And we thank God. And so I want to, at the same time, encourage all of us. You know, God can use any one of us here. And then if you sense it, maybe just, a, you know, God wants to release a word of encouragement, a prayer through you. Yeah, sow a seed of faith and let the rain of the Holy Spirit come upon you. God will send the rain. So we thank God. Through Edith's testimony, we can see how trauma can affect a person. 
It was 23 years ago. It was not dealt with. It was not healed. She was shaken on the inside, broken on the inside as well. And then when the doctor declared it, you know, make that declaration. And all this, you know, unhealed trauma becomes her response to what the doctors say. And because it was not prayed into as well, it was not, you know, given to the Lord, then it just continued and continued. She, every time she has a headache, she believed in what the doctors say. I'm a, there's a ticking bomb behind my, there's something's wrong with my neck. I may, I may die suddenly. So believing in the lies of the enemy and keep believing it and the body begins to show symptoms of it as well. Friends, let us, you know, come out and ask the Lord, is this something in our own lives as well? Uh, are there news that have traumatised us? Uh, are there uh, people around us? You know, sometimes even people around us, they're suffering. It can be a trauma to us as well because we have never seen it in things like that. So, let's read from John 5, verse 1. Uh, I'll look at John 5, verse 1 to 15. I'll just uh, talk about it and then we'll focus on a particular verse. So in John 5, verse 1 to 15, so Jesus came, you know, upon this pool. Do you not remember this pool? Okay, Bethesda, there, is it? Okay. This pool uh, near the ship gate and there was this man who has suffered Okay, suffered uh, in amplified version. He said, deep-seated and lingering disorder for 38 years. So this man suffered th for 38 years from a sickness. Okay, there's been lingering, a disorder. So imagine the feeling of this man when he received the news that, I can't walk. I can't walk anymore. I need to depend on somebody to help me. So imagine his emotions what is happening to him. But Jesus noticed him and Jesus uh, had, you know, know that he has been in this condition for a long time. So Jesus asked him, do you want to be well? Do you want to become well? Are you really in earnest about getting well? And so the man said to him, sir, I have nobody. <laughs> All right? Instead of answering the question, he said, I have nobody to move me to the pool. I tried to get there, but somebody else will go ahead of me. And that's it. Alright, but Jesus said to him, Get up, pick up your bed, and walk. And instantly, he was recovered. You know, he recovered, he had strength, he picked up, and he walked. And so, what I'm saying is that to this man, after sitting there for so long, for 38 years, he has this... Attitude already, as you can see from his answer. Poor me, you know. Who wants to help? You know, like a victim mentality or taking offence of others not helping him. Okay? Taking offence of others for not helping him or feel like, oh, I'm forever a victim or feeling that there's nobody, no hope. But God saw him and asked him. And yet, Jesus, after hearing all this, and Jesus told him, get up, pick up 
your bed and walk. You know the word to get up, to rise, okay, one of the meaning of it is to awake from our slumber. To awake from our slumber. Secondly, the word walk, it means that to take responsibility for our life, to take responsibility of taking back our life. Take back your life. And so for that man, you can see, he was there, he's like, I cannot lah, because nobody helped me ah. Right? No, nobody's gonna help me. It's, it's all their fault, lah, not my fault. <laughs> I try already. I made effort, but I'm, I'm still last. I still cannot get there and things like that. But it's an encouragement to us. It's not that the Lord, you know, it's an encouragement to us that God is telling us, come. You know, I've sent my son, Jesus Christ. Rise up. Arise from your slumber. Arise from your sense of um, disability from your sense of victim, from our sense of not being, you know, not being helped, from our sense of feeling offended, take up the responsibility to take back the life that Christ has given to us. Praise God. Another example that we can look at what trauma can, you know, uh, cause us to have got ungodly response. Remember the story of David and his men. Okay? And they live in the city, a place called Ziklag, yeah, in 1 Samuel 30. They live in a place of, called Ziklag. And all the men went out to fight and left all the women and children in the kampung. <laughs> and then the Amalekites came, burned the city, took all the wives and the children. They did not kill them, but took them. And when the men came back, and the men came back, they wept and wept and wept. Men weeping. This means they are something, they are, it's very painful, it's very broken. Okay, they were weeping and weeping, weeping. And King David, at, I mean, he's like, David at that time, he was so distressed. Because why? Because the men were weeping, you know, they, they, were, they were weeping there, they were, they were embittered, they were feeling bitter about the whole situation. And they were thinking of stoning David. See, sometimes, so traumatic experience can cause us to want to throw a stone at somebody even though it's not their fault, can cause us to throw a stone at different people or throw a stone at even ourselves and things like that. So it can cause us to do that. But what did David do? David asked the priest, take out the effort. He's, he encouraged, to seek the Lord. He encouraged himself in the Lord and strengthened himself in the Lord. And that's what he did at that time. And so when the Lord said, he asked the Lord, asked, he asked the Lord, shall we go and, you know, and go and, uh, after our enemy? And the Lord said, yes, go. And you will recover all. You will recover all. And the next verse is say, he and all the men went. Something happened. Something happened. The men were not 
you know, feeling embittered and wanting to throw a stone to him. But, that, but David did something. He went to the Lord. He changed everything. And the man later supported him and even went. And they recovered all with God's strategy that has been given to them. Yep, and the Lord was with them. So this morning, we want to come to the Lord and, and we understand that the Lord wants to heal us from that. And especially today, we are singing about the Holy Spirit. I want to thank God because only the Holy Spirit can help us, isn't it? The Holy Spirit can do wonders in our hearts. Only the Holy Spirit can bring what is broken and make it whole, bring it together. And the Holy Spirit, when God gave us the Holy Spirit, God also wants us to have His power, that dunamis power that He mentioned in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. That dunamis power is not just power to overcome, but the dunamis power, the one meaning of it is that, that we will have, that is, dunamis is excellence of soul, that we can have that excellence of soul. Do you ever wonder about Jesus, how He went through the suffering that He went through? You know, the Holy Spirit was with him. The Holy Spirit was in him. I was reading through and just trying to think back what the Lord has gone through. I'm just picking up some points from Luke. Jesus, you know, when he was betrayed by Judas, Judas came to him. And Jesus said to him, Judas, would you betray and deliver up the Son of Man with a kiss? In other, chapter, in other books, it says, Jesus even called him friend. You're going to betray me? Have we gone through that pain of betrayal? Or Jesus had some more kissed by a person whom he called friend. And what about Peter? Oh, oh God, Jesus, Jesus, I'm for you, I'm for you. But in the end, he felt he denied Jesus. And what about the other disciples? When the soldiers came, they ran away. Nobody supported him. In that way, nobody was there for him. But they went away. And throughout that journey, since he was taken by the soldiers, the kind of trauma that his body experienced, the kind of trauma that his spirit and his soul experienced. They treated him in contempt. They ridiculed him. They beat him. They blindfolded him and mocked him. They said, prophesy, prophesy. Have you ever experienced being mocked, being bullied, being called names? There were evil and slanderous and insulting words against him. There were evil words reviling him. They accused him. Accused falsely. So that they can kill him. Wow, the intention was to get him killed. And they would do anything. They continued to accuse him violently. They continue to ridicule him. They mock him, putting a, a garment on him to say that, oh, you're the king and the king. And and in the end, 
What did the people say when Pilate gave them a choice? No, we want Barabbas. We don't want this man. Away with him. Crucify him. What was Jesus going through at that time? They were so insistent. They were so urgent. They were so demanding with loud voices for him to be crucified and their voices prevailed and on that cross, he was nailed. We come to someone who knows our pain. We come to someone who is experiencing it and wanting to take it from us. So today, let us come to the Father. Come to Jesus that He may bring healing to us. Amen. Can I bring us uh, to a time of prayer at this time? Yeah, before we worship the Lord to give thanks to Him. You know, things that happen to us, traumatic events, it affects us, it affects a nation, it affects a people group. And, but God has given everything. Jesus said, I am here. I suffered. I know how it feels like. And I'm here to give you wholeness.